Hello, welcome to Blades Pod. It is Wednesday, the 24th of October. Uh, we are coming off the back of uh, a draw with Stoke City at home last night. Joining me once again to talk about it, it's Jay, aka Blades Analytic. How are you doing today, mate? You all right? Frustrated is the word. <laughs> I think frustrated is the word. The word that, yeah, it's probably the word of the podcast in it, but I think, well, certainly my. Uh, my thinking for this podcast is it's, it's going to be combining that frustration with we're actually really pretty bloody good this season, aren't we? If we uh, if we take a step yeah. back from the result for a moment, um, but yeah, I guess uh, j- just quickly to to summarise the game for anybody who was uh, not in attendance or is somehow not kind of uh, picked up on what happened yet. Um, United basically were completely on top for I would say about seventy five minutes of this game. Uh, created a lot of chances, most of which were unfortunately off target. Butland made a couple of good saves as well. Uh, finally took the lead uh, when Norwood hit a brilliant free kick, which hit the post, and then Leon Clark turned in the rebound. Uh, and then we sort of kind of tried to kind of close down the game a little bit, uh, but in, in doing so, like almost immediately after bringing on a couple of defensive substitutes, uh, gave away a free kick from which Joe Allen uh, found the bottom corner with a shot that probably should have been saved or blocked by the wall, something like that. And uh, yeah, it finished one all in a game that I think by any definition we should definitely have won. And yeah, that's certainly um, certainly the definition of pretty much every Stoke fan that I've seen on social media as well. But yeah, I mean, what, what was your, uh, you know, what's your sort of summary of, of that game or how you're feeling after it, apart from frustrated, of course? <laughs> no, I'm proud. I'm proud of the lads. Um proud to be a Blades fan it's a typical Blades performance of the last two years isn't it dominate a game and don't win it but this it felt different last night I think I compared it almost to the Cardiff game last year mm. where we just completely dominated the game didn't quite get the second I mean last night we dropped off after the first but hey ho same kind of thing 1-0 and got robbed at the end the difference being is that Cardiff game was at the end of the season when you're in the running quite frankly results then take much more importance over mm. performance we're 13 games, 14 games into a season now. Um, for me, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to use the word because people shouted at me on Twitter for using it, but Chris Wilder certainly did last night. The progression, the process and the performances are just as important at this point because they're the thing that's going to be sustainable in the future. If we play like that on Saturday, we beat Wigan. 99 times out of 100. Um, that was one of the best 45 minutes I've ever seen from the United team in my lifetime. I've been going 20 years now. I can't think of a better footballing team in 45 minutes than this one some people shout with the Aston Villa game at me I disagree may have scored the goals but we didn't actually create as many chances against Villa as we did last night um, I, I just thought we were astonishingly good knocking it about we just looked like a serious football team mm. I think we look like a top six team I really do um, you know we'll get into the crux of the clinical nurse and what happened after we scored in a minute but just, just summarising it, it it was just an unreally fantastic performance against at the minute, a squad that's struggling, but still an expensively assembled quality team. And we made them look like League One players. They couldn't compete with our class, not our fight, not our passion. They couldn't compete with our class. And I think that says a lot. Yeah, definitely. I and mean, we could talk a little bit about Stoke in a, in a while, actually. But yeah, I mean, the, I almost sound like a broken record, but the quality of our football last night was, as you say, I mean, I think on a certainly on a par with that Villa game, our chance creation was, was much better last night. You know, we... 
we carved out three or four clearer chances probably than we had at any point in the first half against Villa when obviously we're 3-0 up at half time but even watching the highlights again today you know just the speed of movement with and without the ball you know we're like playing one twos inside their penalty area kind of you know getting around the sides of them. our crossing was a lot better last night than it was on uh, on Saturday against Derby as well particularly from Stevens I thought who uh, you know created quite a few chances down the left um you know we had that one there was one almost in the first minute that McGoldrick turned over. Stevens himself kind of got in and, and put one over from just outside the six-yard box, which I think he probably should have scored. Like, don't know, oh, yeah, don't yeah. know what the XG was on that chance, but I would imagine it was a probably second or third clearest chance of the night. There was one from Clark as well, where it's squared across the uh, six-yard box, and I, I think he got something on it, but somehow didn't yeah. manage to turn it in. Um, and yeah, it was just uh, you know, I mean, you mentioned the the process there, and you know, I think you and I are very uh, certainly, among the section of fans who, you know, look at the kind of um, look at the level of performance as well as the result. I mean, obviously, we want to win every game, but you know, it's football; yeah. it doesn't happen. I mean, you know, on Saturday, what was it? Six of the top seven lost, including ourselves. Last night, right. last night, Borough, who were top of the league, uh, dropped points to Rotherham at home. Rotherham's first away points of the season. So, you know, these things happen, don't they? But Ultimately, yeah, I completely agree. If we just keep playing like this, and and by this I mean the level we've basically played every single game this season, I just don't see how we don't make the playoffs. I'm just increasingly confident. No. Something's going to have to go wrong in our level of performance, or you know, the players we have available for us to yeah to to drop out of this. And I'd much rather have this than you know, as we we were talking about this separately, but. You know, I'd much rather have this game where we create five or six really good chances and and only get a draw than have a game where we've only had two chances and we've scored two goals because that's great in the short term, but it's highly unlikely to be repeatable game to game. Whereas, yeah, as you say, if we play like this on Saturday, we'll you know ninety five percent time we'll win. If we play like this all the way through the season, we're going to have a heck of a good time, I think. So, yeah, it was it was a frustrating one not to win, especially as you know. Everybody says we absolutely deserve to, but these things happen, I suppose, don't they? And ultimately, one one good free kick, one good bit of quality kind of put paid to that. But yeah, it felt a little bit like the Bristol City game last season, I thought, at home. You know, just like, oh, how on earth have we not managed to, to win that game? But then, you know, the, the contrast there was, um, you know, we were kind of got a bit aggressive, over-aggressive, I guess, um, especially as we were down to 10 men in that game and uh, ended up giving one away. Whereas, yeah, I suppose it's a slightly different scenario last night. Um, do you want to talk just quickly about, like, uh, our sort of, I guess what happened in the last 15 minutes? I mean, you know, you, you wrote a, a great piece which is on uptheblades.com, which I, I strongly recommend everyone goes and read um, about the, the Derby game and kind of what happened in, uh, in the second half where our performance dropped off and Derby were able to push us back with some kind of tactical tweaks but you know it, it didn't really feel like that happened last night particularly at all it's just you know maybe we kind of stopped attacking quite as much I thought from about 75 minutes what what was your kind of feelings on that yeah so I mean let's get one thing straight all professional football teams when they go 1-0 up with 15-20 minutes to go will naturally drop yeah right so that you know it, it it's redundant to try and make out that we should have continued to press as high as we were. It, it just it doesn't happen in human nature. Hmm. Um, the other thing to say is, kind of, I suppose the, the substitutions get questions. I know that, and I was even tweeting out myself that as soon as we scored, Mark Duffy's 
role was almost redundant at that point because mm. we had dropped off. You know, it, what is the point in Duffy in the game anymore? Because we're not going to have possession high up the pitch and he's not fast and he's not going to get involved in tackling. So quickly, it, let's get a defensive midfield. He on. looked knackered but, as well. I think he took a whack it, like shortly after that or just before the goal. He did, yeah. He had a slight knock, I believe. But I mean, you know, I've seen people claiming that fitness has played an issue. I, I couldn't think further from the truth. Hmm. You know, Kieran Freeman, most jewels on the pitch last night, he was running up and down, proving a point from Saturday, I believe. Hmm. Where people were, you know, including myself, were saying he should have maybe got to things quicker. Well, he got there last night. You know, we, we ran to the end. We looked fit. I just think it was a team that didn't look nervous as such, but looked desperate to win. And they, they way they saw that was to drop, defend the box. And quite frankly, if we're being honest, I'm not saying that's a good ploy for us because people say we can't defend. I think we can, but still didn't create anything. No. There, there, was, there was dangerous moments. There was nervy moments because we're Sheffield United and we get nervous at 4 1 up. But it's like there wasn't anything there in terms of a major opportunity they had. It was literally, we gave a bit of a silly free kick away, whether you think it was or it wasn't. The only thing I would say is that I was a bit annoyed because a minute before, I know Gagey said this on, on comms, I tweeted it out, which was just, you're not going to win the first header against Peter Crouch. Mm. You, just, you just have to accept that. Like, if it's there to be won, you can win it, but ideally, just drop off and win the second ball. Concentrate on the runners, concentrate on mopping it up. Don't even try and challenge him because he is a big lad, but he's got such a slender frame. He buys free kicks, and that's what he did. It was a silly challenge, but he did buy it. And then, yeah, we all know what happened with the wall and Dino and that. It's whatever, you know. Dino makes one mistake, but he saved us so many. So I'm, yeah, I'm cool with it. Hmm. Um, but it was, yeah, I just feel like I, I can't knock the performance because we conceded a very unlucky goal, a very low percentage chance when we hadn't given many chances away, even when we dropped off. Yeah. We didn't give I think that's a that's a really good point. Yeah, the, I mean the only chance of Stoke had from memory, uh, there was the McLean uh, McLean McLean. I can never remember how you pronounce his name. John McLean um, <laughs> coming into the back post and uh, headed over, but you know he was under pressure. Yeah. Uh, there was a shot sort of the straight at Henderson, and then there was the goal itself. Which yeah, I mean probably nine times out of ten that just hits the wall or is a pretty comfortable save for Henderson. And yeah, it's as you say, you know we we dropped off, but. They did bugger all with it. And if we, you know, let's say that free kick had hit the wall, and I know this is a bit shoulda, woulda, coulda, but had it done that, then we're probably going, yeah, we managed that game really well. Look at Stokes' incredible attacking talent. They created absolutely bugger all in 90 minutes, and 1-0 is a very flattering result for them. So I know know that's not what happened, but the, the kind of point I'm trying to make, I guess, is that you just repeat that game, that performance, through the rest of the season, we're going to win far more than we don't. Exactly, that, that is the main point. I'm, we're going to sound stupid and get shot at you from like, you know, general football fans, but yes, result is the most important thing. Result is what counts on the table. That's what you see. But I was dangerously comparing us here to our rival Sheffield Wednesday. They had all these good results against good teams. They look like a good team. Everyone's starting to panic. Their, their data behind it was awful. Their performances were shocking. It was never going to last. And then we see they get beat at the weekend, they get tonked by QPR, and they're, they're now they're basically, they've stopped scoring worldies and their defence has actually conceded the goals they should have been. Yeah. Whereas with us, that, it's just not the case. We don't concede that many chances. We, you know, I'm going to get onto clinical in a minute because I've got some quite good stats to reel off to people who think we're not clinical, but never mind. Um, and it's, it's just like, that, the result has changed the narrative of the whole game. That one minute changed the narrative. If we see that out, oh, that would be so 1-0, what a great result. It, it doesn't, that goal does not change for me the performance of 90 minutes. No, definitely we should, not. We should, 
we shouldn't have dropped off. I, I agree with that, and that is my main criticism. I don't think we should have dropped off because we are not the best team at defending our box. So our, our best form of defence would be to drop slightly deeper, but to keep the ball, keep possession, like we did against Hull. That beautiful five-minute period where Cootie and Noel were just spraying it about everywhere, and Hull were ran ragged, and they just quit at that point. Yeah. Now, I, I, it's not that easy against Stoke compared to Hull. I get that, but that's what we should have done. Um, but I just think it's a desperation to get three points. So, you know, I can't, I can't knock them for that. We just need to be a little bit more streetwise, I guess. But there's, there's fine margins in this. There really is. We are a top six team at the minute. And like you, I'm, I'm seeing that more and more. And I'm becoming more and more confident this is going to sustain for a while. Yeah. And I mean, I mean this isn't like the hottest of takes here, is it? That we're putting out like, oh, you're not... Oh, no. <laughs> Newsflash, everyone. You're not a really good team. It's like, yes, we are joint top of the league currently. <laughs> no. uh, by, yeah, exactly. by any measure, not just our, uh, not just the fancy ones that you and I look at. We're, uh, <laughs> we're a very good team. But um, yeah, I mean, let's talk. Uh, let's talk about uh, clinicalness. Is that a word? Clinicism. Let's go with clinicalness. That sounds better. But um, yeah, I mean, you, you know, you, you tweeted out the expected goals from this game. I, I don't have this in front of me. It was something like two and a half for United plays. What zero point five for Stoke? Something like that. So a very yeah, clear point, difference for us. Uh, we had si- say again. Sorry. Oh, sorry, two point eight four against zero point four. That's that's actually painful. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, we had 16 shots inside the penalty area to their five. You know, we we dominated territory, I think, and um, possession as well. And, yeah, it's just just one of them where it's kind of uh, how did we not win that game, I suppose. But, yeah, let's talk about clinicalness of finishing then. You you mentioned you you wanted to dive into that a little bit. Yeah, it's going to be a bit impassioned, this, I guess, but... So I hear this. I hear this all the time on social media. I, I, all right, to some extent, I can buy this, and I also agree. We're not clinical, right? Yes, last night we we, we certainly Ender Stevens should have scored. I think if Leon would have got to the Norwood cross, where he kind of the Jack O'Connor cross, wasn't it actually? Um, where O'Connor knocked it across, and it looked like Clark had just not got there. And then on the replay, watching it back, it looks like he may have got there, but not got off telly in touch either way. Mm. He should have maybe scored that. But just just in general, so last night I accept we should have been more clinical, but overall. So our shot conversion, so shots to goals percentage, is 12.8%. That is the third highest in the league, and the league average is 8.5%. Wow. Teams below us in this ranking are Leeds, are Middlesbrough, are Norwich. The only teams above us are Sheffield Wednesday, because they've scored Wildes from Adam Reach, and mm. West Brom. They've got Dwight Gale and Jay Rodriguez, probably the best two in the league. But I, we're clinical. Right? Yeah. <laughs> We've scored the joint second most goals. We've created 135 chances, which is the third highest. So, yeah, we've created a lot of chances as well. That's um, interesting, actually. I thought, because when you were saying, you know, we have very high conversion, I, you know, from what we kind of talk about, I was thinking, oh, well, that's because we, you know, we're very selective about when we shoot, so we don't shoot very often. But, yeah, obviously we, we, we actually do if we're, what was it, the third highest chances created? Yeah, third, I mean, chances created is a measure from, from officer to squawker, and it, it's, it's not necessarily, it's different to shots. So, yes, we, we, we have like 17. We're 17 for shots per game in the league, mm. so we're very low on shots per game because we are selective. Chances right. count, count, chances count dangerous moments as well. Okay, I got you. Like openings, the kind of things that the Blades create a lot of, actually. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, you don't see that on a stat sheet as a shot on target or an effort, but it actually, like the, the one we pointed out against Derby and last night with the Leon Clark one, that wouldn't have got recorded as a shot, but you know, he's an inch away from bagging a goal when yeah. you're out. So they, they count that up too, which is really good. Um, but yeah, just down to individual as well. I mean, I know he didn't play last night. It's a slight bone of contention. I don't see how because Leon scored. But, you know, Billy Sharp is 
got the highest conversion rate in the league of all strikers who have had 10 attempts or more. Mm. So he's got 38.9% from 18 attempts. David McGoldrick is 32nd in the league with 13.5%. He's actually had double the amount of attempts and a lot of those are because McGoldrick gets the ball, dribbles himself and takes shot from a little bit further out than what Sharp does. Yeah. We have clinical players. I think the only argument about our clinicalness is the chances last night fell to players who I, I wouldn't want them to. So Ender Stevens isn't you know, he's not going to be the most clinical. He's, like, he's normally a left-back. We've converted him to a left-wing-back. Mm. And, and he didn't score. Um, you know, quite an easy chance. And our midfield are not the best goal-scoring midfield. This is not something new. We knew this last season. We thought it may have changed this year. We have added something with Norwood. And, and you know, there's a couple of things I want to touch on with Fleck. But, yeah, they're not the most clinical of midfielders. Mm. Um, in terms of, but we are a clinical side. The, the, the data is there. We are scoring more than the league average. So to say we're not clinical is just wrong. Yeah, I think um, I think it's easy to forget, isn't it? When you obviously when you only watch your team, or well, you know what I mean. You obviously you, you only focus on your own team. Uh, it's kind of easy to forget that other teams are also going through the same level of like missed yeah. chances and stuff like that. And yeah, when you you know even the best players will miss a lot of chances. I mean, we talked about it before. Mo Salah missed what was it? He missed the, the highest amount of big chances in the Premier League last season or something, or, or right up there. Right. Yeah, it. I mean, it's that's just the way it happens, isn't it? And you know, I mean, this is you, you kind of touched on it there as well. But my sort of one of my counterpoints to the kind of common thread, I suppose, which is, oh, we we need some better strikers. I mean, for starters, uh, Clark, uh, Sharp and McGoldrick have twelve between them, and I think Sharp is the joint third highest scorer, and, and you know, yep. McGoldrick's obviously not far behind him. So we already have two very good strikers. But you know, just compare it with uh, with Stokes' two forwards last night who contributed absolutely nothing but I don't know how much they cost between them but it, it was a lot and it would cost a lot to sign them right now this is um, Berahino and uh, Afobi um, or you know Wagon did pretty much nothing against us on Saturday for Derby I think he had like one shot that went sort of drifted wide and yeah so I mean and the other kind of thing is as you said a lot of well not a lot of our chances but a proportion of our chances um, fall to non-strikers so yeah you mentioned the Stevens one last night obviously Basham, a central defender, ended up scoring yeah. uh, at the weekend in the six-yard box. So, yeah, I, I don't see... I mean, it'd be great to have more good strikers. Don't get me wrong. I mean, that would be great oh, yeah. to have somebody to be able to, you know, rotate in if someone gets injured or suspended or, you know, needs a rest of the shot, presumably did last night. But, yeah, I, I certainly don't think... Let's say we spend £10 million in January and sign two £5 million strikers. I don't think that will make a huge difference to us week to week it probably would over the rest of the season in terms of yeah you've got those other options of rotation but yeah I think it's simplistic to say had we got two different strikers playing last night we'd have won easily you don't know that they might miss those chances as well um or yeah, on another day Clark scores a hat-trick as he did a few times last season yeah I agree I agree I, I mean I do I do buy the argument that because we do create such good opportunities as, as clearly our expected goal shows overall second highest in the league I mean Yes, you could argue that you get a, a more quality striker with pedigree, you know, somebody who's clearly done it at this level and scores 15, 20 a season, season after season, they might well get 20, 25 in our team because mm. of the chances we create. But you look at the conversion rates across the league, those types of players went for big money, money we can't afford, that's just a fact. You know, stop living that dream, we can't sign these players. <laughs> and then the one that we were going to sign, Waghorn, as you say, he was a one-season wonder and don't look like he's going to pull up any trees at Derby, does he? Marriott seems to be the one who we may have missed out on potentially. But I just, yeah, I just, 
I, I don't buy it yet. I really don't. I, I, one game isn't enough to convince me we're not clinical enough. When we have been clinical this year, the Villa performance was absolutely clinical. Yeah. We created six to seven good openings and scored from four of them. You know, but bolting away was clinical. QPR was clinical. That's clinical. You know, we created four chances at QPR that were good. We scored from two of them. That penalty was one of our nails. But that, that's, we are that side. And we have been that side this year. There's going to be games where we miss chances. But someone's in for a tonking at the same time very soon. If yeah. we play like this. We sound, you know what, we sound very sort of, uh, we sound like we're spoiling for a fight here, to be honest, don't we? Like, <laughs> we're the top of the bloody league. We just played Stoke off the park. And uh, yeah, I guess that speaks to... Uh, Speaks to the frustration of um, of not getting what you deserve, which you don't always get in football, to be honest. Um, speaking of so, speaking of Stoke, then I mean, what on earth? I, I mean, I think ah. I, I think I put this in the the notes for the podcast, but how can they be so average with so many good players like Joe Allen and Ryan Woods in central midfield? I mean, that, that, what that's that's up front? Tom Ince. That should be the best two in the league. Joe yeah. Allen and Ryan Woods should be... Um, if I have Joe Allen and Ryan Woods in my central midfield, I've got the best two centre midfielders in the league. And to be like, clear, I don't think they played badly last night. I thought no, Allen, no, particularly as the game went on, you know, he's, he's very classy on the ball. I, I, I looked at the stats. I think I think combined they were about like 100 for 110 in terms of uh, pass completion. But yeah, yeah it's, it's not enough, is it? I mean, you know, I just don't understand how, how that team is not doing better at all. And yeah, they, I, they have... Like they, they have no style. I, I couldn't work That's out what their system play was. Like that, you know, we've got Wilder Ball. Yeah, I'm calling it Wilder Ball. We, we have Wilder Ball. It's, it, we, everyone knows what's coming. You might not be able to stop it. You might you might get lucky. That's Wilder Ball. There's Millwall. You know what you're going to get at Millwall, whether you like it or not. It's coming. Mm. You know, I, I can think of so many teams. Pulis, you know what you're going to get with Pulis Ball. If they score, you've lost. It's simple as that. Yeah. You know, it's like 67 games they've held out now once, once they're 1-0 up. It's just crazy. That, like... I, I can't tell you what Stoke's style was last night. Are they a passing team? Well, they passed a lot, but it was in poor areas. Mm. Um, and then as soon as they panicked and went one nil down, they bought on Crouchy and hoofed it to him. I, what are they? I, I you know, and I, if I'm Stoke fan, I'd be seriously worried. Quite frankly, yeah. they, they, I keep saying this, and I keep hearing it. Oh, eventually Stoke are going to click. They're not. Not on that basis. The, the only way they'll click is if they get a new manager at that basis. Yeah, to be fair, I'm one of those people that keeps saying uh, it's going to click. <laughs> I, 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 no evidence of that though last night was there I'm with you not at all absolutely not at all I'll tell you what I hate in football is when a, a manager does something really really obvious that you think this is so obvious it shouldn't work i.e. brings on Peter Crouch because they're chasing <laughs> a goal and then it bloody works it's the same with it's been driving me nuts with Mourinho this season and Man United as well um, you know he's still using David Moyes plan B of just Chuck Fellaini on but it keeps working it's driving me mad so um, yeah, that was another another point of annoyance. Although you know, apart from winning a free kick, I can't say that Crouch actually did very much at all. And as you say, didn't no. didn't really threaten. Um, I know we haven't got I'm much just, to. Sorry, go on. No, go on. I'm just going to touch on our subs because it is a bone of contention. You know, mm. again, it might only be one or two on social media. But I think it's got a fair point as well. All, all changes and substitutions in the last few games, I I can certainly question them. Yeah, mm. I'm not questioning Wilder as such, but I could question them. I couldn't question them last night. No, I was about I to say, the, go on. Yeah, I could question the timing of them because I think Coop's on, on for Duffy should have happened sooner. Mm-hmm. That, that was a poor Coop's game for me. Derby away at the weekend, we were getting pressed against pace. Why would you, you know, Coop's literally babying himself back into football. He, he needed no part of that game on Saturday, I yeah. thought. 
Uh, whereas last night, they they weren't passing, they were just lumping it. And we needed some composure when we had it, which is what Coots does. So I, I would have done that earlier last night with Duffy. But Steve and on, I completely understood that. Go and stand on Crouch. You know, you're one of our best experienced defenders. Go and stand on Peter Crouch and go and compete with him. Go and organise that back five to the game and try and see it out. And I could understand Washington because he, he has more pace than yeah. Sharp. So he offers some channel for it. And Ashley Williams moves literally like my two-year-old does. Oh, he was shocking, wasn't he, Williams? I just, like the four passes we played, Ender Stevens played down the side of him for Leon Clark. Two he was offside on, then twice he got in. I love our play, but I'd have just played that every single time. Well, actually, yeah, not to uh, not to segue away from your point too much there, but um, I, I did think it was very noticeable, particularly in the second half, that we did change our style slightly and we were hitting it longer yeah. earlier. There was a couple of, uh, particularly from Norwood, just sort of, you know, played a ball around the corner, essentially, sort of first time on the halfway line. Essentially, a, a pass into the channel for Clark and McGoldrick to chase. And it was very effective. They, they you know, that kind of uh, just just changing up a little bit, um, you know, did get them really on the back back foot and helped us just basically pen them in. So, yeah, it was good to uh, good to see that kind of thing kind of coming in I'm, our game, I guess. I'm really glad you said that. I was going to bring that up, actually, because I said we're trying to get a lot in in a short space of time. But <laughs> I thought we had much more variety to our game last night. Mm. So I, I, I noted Ender Stevens playing balls down the channel. I noted Norwood, balls around the corner. I also noted Fleck with a couple of kind of early deep crosses as well. Mm, yeah. On, on one where McGoldrick got there and he kind of came off the Stoke defender and Butler made a half decent save. You know, did really well to get there. But if we keep that level of variety up as well, then you know what the teams do against us. Because at the minute you think sitting, if Sheffield United sitting, they're going to play around our box. But as long as everyone's back there, we'll, we'll pack the spaces, we'll be fine. Well, if we start crossing from early and if we start playing balls early forward as well, that's going to keep defenses guessing and that's going to stop this whole narrative of we've been found out. <laughs> I don't want us to change. You know, I don't want us to change the style of play. We have a plan A. But there's nothing wrong with, with doing plan B, C or D either throughout our game. And it's, on that note, with Fleck as well, I think he's really starting to show and come to the fore now. Yeah. I, I, saw, I saw it on Saturday. Last night, he was starting to dribble more in more forward areas. He's crossing from deeper. He's actually having a lot more shots. And at the minute, they're getting blocked, but he's striking the ball well. Yeah, I think um, he had four shots last night, didn't he? I mean, yeah, one was, uh, <laughs> one was yeah, like one something was- I'd try on FIFA and uh, probably have the same result, to be honest. Uh, and another one wasn't much near either, but yeah, it's, it's you know that's what we kind of want from him, isn't it? To be a more attacking threat, and you know, yeah. it's, not all of these are going to end up in the stand or get blocked. So yeah, one of them, uh, one of them was quite close range and kind of hit Williams in the chest slash on the arm, but I think it would have been very harsh to give a penalty. But yeah, I know we don't have much time, so I, uh, I think we might have to skip player ratings. But just maybe we can just touch on a few um, a few of these yeah. uh, individual players. So I think we definitely should talk about Leon Clark. So. Uh, his first goal of the season, I mean, you know, yeah, I know we're in what, the, that was the 14th game, I think, but, you know, he hasn't played that much, to be honest. He's been largely no. largely coming on to sort of uh, press defenders or, you know, try and get us up the pitch, etc. And from the start of the season, when he did miss some very good chances, uh, you know, he's barely had a sniff for probably six or seven games, to be honest. But I thought last night was a a really good performance from him. I mean, he he didn't look perhaps quite peak fitness, I thought, or peak athleticism that we saw last season. But yeah, he gave Williams a lot of problems. He obviously got got his goal, his good anticipation on the free kick. Um, could have had a, a, at least another one, I think, with that tap in as well that was kind of squared across the box. So yeah, it's good to, um, you know, if, if he is indeed getting up to kind of fit and firing levels, then that's, that's going to be a... 
a, a good option for us to pair with um, pair with McGoldrick or with Sharp or you know any other combination. So yeah, glad for him to uh, to get off the mark at last. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, not much more to add on that. Either. I actually thought his pace was quite good. I agree with the overall fitness, but I thought his pace and strength was quite good. Mm. You know, there's a couple of examples, and it was with Williams, but with the other centre half as well, Martin Cindy, where he just bullied them quite frankly. Yeah. Well, he won yeah, the free he, kick that we scored from, didn't he? Where they, you he know, did, we... yeah. It reminded, it reminded me almost of kind of, all right, not the same level of, of clinicalness, but the, the Wednesday away game where, you know, balls just went over the top and through the channel last year and Clark just dominated their centre-halves for strength and pace. Mm. You know, and he, I'm not saying he's the fastest in the world, but, you know, it was nice to see that because Billy gives us a lot but doesn't give us that. You know, yeah. so he, that, 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 that physicality up there, that's what Leon's there for. And if the big man can, can get up to peak fitness and, and as we've discussed many a time, he's a streaky scorer. His whole career has been. So I won't be surprised to see him and Sharp actually start on Saturday. I don't think McGoldrick's done anything wrong. I love him in the system. But, you know, Billy Billy for his, just his form at the minute and Leon being a streaky scorer, I wouldn't be surprised if they both start. Mm, yeah, I could see that as well. Um, is there any other individual players you want to just touch on individu- uh, well, quickly? Kind of, kind of discuss Fleck and kind of, I think just, he, he's coming forth to the fore. There's, there's glimpses of it. You know, he's always having a good game, John Fleck, but there's just glimpses of quality coming from him now. And I think he takes 10 to 15 games, Fleck, to get his full fitness up. He, he just has that frame and that, you know, to get his mobility in and to get his kind of eye in. And hopefully we can just keep tweaking the system to keep him more forward so he can mm. make more runs deep and, and join up with the attack because it's, it's important for us that. I do want to touch on um, not one player, I mean, Norwood again, three key passes. You know, top pass leader, lead for expected assists. The free kick was great. That was mm. a great goal. So, just he, he used class again for me last night. You know, and we've discussed he's against Ryan Woods and Joe Allen. That's a very good midfield, and Norwood was better than them both. So, just just continuing his brilliant start, but more just like about Wilder Ball really again, which was just in the third minute of the game. Jack O'Connell put a cross in from the left corner flag to Kieran Freeman, who was on the goal line almost. Yeah. I don't know if a defender there, it went over the bar, but I, that's outstanding. It is, isn't it? This is stuff that's not been seen in football before. It's not just United. <laughs> that is not seen in football in the third minute of a game. So, just want to really... In the sense, just, you know, big well done to them. Because after Derby on Saturday, there were some questions being asked about the wing-backs and, and how they got out and about the team dropping back and getting pinned back in. Well, we went forward on the front foot and, yeah... I was as happy as anything last night until the goal went in, to be honest. Yeah, I know. Unfortunately, I had been sat there for about 10 minutes sort of saying to myself, oh, if, if they get away with a draw from this game, I'm <laughs> going to be so annoyed. And yeah, <laughs> eventually came to pass, unfortunately. But yeah, I mean, overall, you know, we we just, I, I was sort of uh, the guy who runs the Blades Mad website and Twitter account was, you know, yeah. tweeted out very... Very good point earlier, um, which was basically, you know, it's it's hard to be too disappointed with considering, you know, the quality of, not only the quality of football, but I guess the, uh, what's the word here? Just just the, like, the supremacy of our play, I guess, compared to the opposition. Um, yeah. And it, it really is. And, you know, we are, you know, it's fine for people to be frustrated and wish we were doing even better. I certainly share that. But, you know, at the same time, we are really spoiled at the moment. And with the... You know, I keep coming back to it. I guess we all do as United fans and and the local media as well. But you know, the amount of money that we we have and that we have spent, it, it's actually mental how well we're doing, and the fact that it looks sustainable and it seems to be improving kind of 
month by month, year by year. It's it, it really is pretty special time to be a United fan, isn't it? Yeah, no, hundred percent, mate. I don't, you know, I don't want to talk analytically or anything like that. But Wilder said, just trust the process. Yeah. The progression is there to see. Yeah, it's frustrating when we don't get a result. You know, when we have a week like this, where two games where we could have snuck out of the derby game with a draw if we were a bit more, you know, a little bit more gamesmanship and a little bit more know-how. And last night we, we should have seen that out and won the game. And we sat here in a different story, wouldn't we? If we mm. got a point away at Derby and beat Stoke at home, we'd be buzzing. Absolutely. So I, I do get that. I, I do share those frustrations. This isn't a pop at anyone who's had any frustration or negativity about last night. It is frustrating. We do have weaknesses. They are clear to see. And hopefully... People are refining those weaknesses to try and, you know, make them better. But we're just an astonishing side to watch at the minute. We're playing, I'd go as far as saying we're playing some of the best football in the league because Brentford have dropped off massively. Mm. I, I really think we're playing some of the best football in the league. People heard at Leeds earlier on, we're playing better football than Leeds. Yeah. Their, their, their conversion rate proved that what they were doing was unsustainable and that's why they're dropping down the league. Which um, we called on this podcast a few months ago, didn't we? Uh, slap on the back there. Yeah, um, nicely done. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, going into Saturday, it's been a good test Saturday. Wigan are a very good side. They've got threats all over the pitch, and you know they're quite physical as well. They've got some big guys at the back, and some clever players. And Nick Powell and Lee Evans have done really well there since he's gone there. So the good midfield battle, and I just want us to come out and play the same way. You know, yeah. I, I don't want anything to change. That's the big takeaway from me. Just carry on doing what we're doing, and we'll win more games than we lose. Yeah, that said, I, I do think this will be a harder game than Stoke give us, mainly because Stoke were. Not inept, but as you say, just completely directionless. Whereas, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing Wigan will have a much, you know, a much more, uh, well, just a much better way of playing in terms of, you know, knowledge of roles and the kind of relationships yeah. within the team. As you said, Lee Evans has made a, a good impact for them and it'll be kind of interesting to see him, how he does for them. And yeah, what it, <laughs> I'm sure there'll be a few people... <laughs> not wanting to do particularly well, obviously. Uh, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see the uh, the comparison between him and our current midfield format, I guess. But yeah, I think it, I think it will be a harder game, and uh, yeah, hopefully, yeah, as you say, we just come out and play exactly the same way uh, and actually take more of our chances this time. Um, yeah, all right, mate. Uh, I know we're pretty pretty trim for time there, so uh, I, I guess we can probably leave it there if. Uh, if that's all right with you, unless you've got anything else you want to quickly touch on? No, not, nothing much at all. Um, yeah, I think we've said it all. We, we, we've gave an impassioned defence, but said we understand everything. So we're all clear, we've all vented. Let's move on and let's hopefully get the win <laughs> on Saturday. And uh, it's, I think the one, only thing to say is, for me, this was always going to be a more difficult period in terms of points return because mm. the fixture difficulty is clear to see. You know, from the last six games to this next batch of six games, if you include the two we've just had. They're bigger, they're bigger teams, there's bigger budgets, and there's also teams that are performing well at the minute. So the, the fixture difficulty had always dictated for me there was going to be less points for game return, but the performances are there, which means moving forward, we should see some points in games that maybe we, we think we're not going to get or where we, you know, we're happy with a draw, we might well win those games. And I also think I, Kev Gage made a great point, which is this, this side doesn't need to win all its home games. Mm, that's I, there's right. some side... Yeah, there's, there's Millwall on sides like that. They they need to win their home games. We, because our style is, is so bespoke, we just carry on our style into away games. You know, we've seen it with Blackburn away, 25 games unbeaten. You know, we just rolled it down, played our game, and saw them off with ease. Like, I'm not saying it's going to be as easy as that. Away games are tough, but we don't change our style of play. We don't need to do anything different for away games. So 
you know, if we are slightly dropping some home points, then I'm still confident we'll pick those points up on the road, quite frankly. You know, there's some tough fixtures coming up, you know, and some big, big local kind of games where form goes out the window. But if anything, United is just as good in them games because we've got a passionate manager as well as a good one. So let's keep the faith and, uh, yeah, let's see where the next month takes us. Yeah, I, I think that's a, a great point just to, to quickly circle back to that about, um, yeah, style going, uh, sort of being still viable on the on the road if you like i mean you know just look at that derby game you know big crowd pretty hostile atmosphere i guess compared to uh compared to most grounds i know it's a very artificial atmosphere with a, a dude banging a drum etc um but you know we go a goal down before we've even, literally before we even touch the ball you know it's it's yeah. on sky it's it's one of the bigger games we'll have this season i guess and you know, I wouldn't have been shocked at all if we just got completely flattened off the back of that. You know, if we just ended up three 0 down at half time and just taking an absolute pasting from a team that literally couldn't have started the game better, had all the crowd up and everything, and instead we just went, nope, we're basically just going to ignore the fact that you've just scored a goal. We're going to play the way that we exactly. play, and we're going to play you off the park for the next forty-five minutes. And all right, it didn't sustain through the rest of the game, but. That was a huge marker for me that we could just basically put that to one side and be like, no, we're just going to roll our sleeves up. We're not going to be like, you know, it's not a case of we'll just play defensive for 10 minutes, quiet the crowd, or, you know, we'll exert ourselves physically and put in some challenges or anything like that. It's like, no, we know how we play. Don't care that we're just conceded. We're just going to carry on doing what we do. And as it is, we got back into the game and, yeah, deserved at least a point out of it, I think. So, yeah, completely a great point by Kevin Gage that, yeah, don't need to win all our home games because we are going to get points away, probably more than we did last season from what we've seen so far. So, yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. I think all, just, just one, final on thing, one final thing I want to say as well. Like, it, it, it's a really great point. I can't remember who made it on Twitter, but some fans were making this point and I'm I saw Kane Tingle doing it at one point. I just want to name check some people for how good of a point this was. I don't expect us to be in the top two, but no one's going to run away with this league. Hmm. Uh, someone might, you know, in the next 10 games, someone might come to the fore, a West Brom or someone, it all clicks and they go for it. I can't see it. No one's going to run away with this. There's, there's points being dropped all over the shop. So, you know, accept the negative performances. Yeah, again, weaknesses, we'll, we'll work on that. But also, understand where we're at and understand that other teams are dropping points around us. Yeah. No, they say Middlesbrough dropped points. That's not West Brom dropped points the other week. Derby went to Rotherham and lost. It's, it really is a case of you just need to beat as many of the teams as you get the dross, which we are. I've heard mm-hmm. us called, you know, kind of flat track bullies. That's fine. I'm okay with that. If we beat everyone in the bottom half of the table at home and beat most of them away, we won't be far off. As long no. as we don't lose to the rest. We will not be far off the top six place, which for us is beyond any of our dreams, really, isn't it? Yeah, I you think know, top so. Top six this year, we said that at the start of the season, the predictions. So, just, you know, we're fine. We're absolutely fine. And, you know, we're going to fall into that category of teams we should be at home, absolutely. Um, yeah, and, and I just feel as though no one's going to run away with this league. So, we're, we're right in the running at the minute. You know, we're still two points clear of West Brom and three points clear of Leeds. I know they're playing both tonight and that could change. But, you'd give me that after 14 games and a snapshot that he had not. I'd have thought you were you were tripping to be honest if you'd uh, if you told me that before the start of the season. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's it, isn't it. Ultimately, as fans, we want to win every single game, and I'm always disappointed when we don't win unless we've scored like three goals in the last two minutes to equalise or something. But um, at the same time, you have to respect that uh, it's just we're just great to watch at the minute, and you know, as, as I kind of said earlier, I'd rather be in this position where. 
we're dropping points that we don't deserve to drop than like yeah. just playing like crap and drawing these games with no chances created or losing to Derby when we basically just didn't turn up and give an account of ourselves or anything like that. So frustrating as it is, uh, it's still a position I'd rather be in and certainly encouraging for the rest of the season. Um, all right, mate, I think we can leave it there then. So, uh, yeah, we are currently joint top of the league as uh, as I speak. Um, although, yeah, probably going to drop down a few places, but still very much in the top six and looking pretty good despite an annoying uh, annoying draw, I guess. So, um, yeah, thanks a lot, mate. Oh, yeah, everybody go and read uh, read Jay's article on uptheblades.com, uh, which is basically some uh, tactical analysis of the Derby game, which is very interesting. I know we obviously lost that game, so not always something that we like to read about, but uh, I think it's good to... Uh, get an understanding of what actually happened. Um, I was sat on the third row at this game, so I had a terrible view of, of the actual flow of the game and uh, kind of the shape of the two teams, etc. Uh, and also it had a fair few beers as well, so not, not always a great way to get a good understanding of the game. But yeah, your, your article made things much clearer than, uh, than I felt at the time, mate. So <laughs> many thanks for that. Sounds nice, nice to know I'm better than a pint of stones at uh, analysing games. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, cheers, buddy. Uh, I will speak to you later. Thanks very much. All right, guys, bye. Cheers, pal, bye-bye.